Houston, Texas-based Apollo Chamber players have released their sixth studio album, Moonstrike. The Azika Records recording includes Jennifer Higdon's groundbreaking work for string quartet, In the Shadow of the Mountain. The piece is the 20th and final work in Apollo's 20 by 2020 Multicultural Commissioning Initiative. Multi-Grammy Award-winning and Pulitzer Prize-winning composer Jennifer Higdon is here with us, along with Apollo Chamber Players violinist and founder Matthew Dietrich. Hi, Jennifer and Matthew. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Hi, Max. Hi, Max. How did this commission come about? The inception of this commission happened because of a cold call email to Jennifer in early 2015. Jennifer got back to me herself, who's very gracious in her reply, and suggested meeting at a Houston Symphony premiere of her works and proposed this project. In our commissioning project, we actually had lots of time on our hands, so it was perfect, and it actually worked out serendipitously for this commission to have a living legend to conclude really an amazing thing, and in a way, hearkening to our album, a moonshot ask of her from an ensemble that was really only recently beginning to dip our toes into the commission world. That's very sweet of you, Matt. I don't know if I'm a legend, but I do remember our meeting was like incredible. I remember your enthusiasm for the project, and that was kind of the thing that convinced me. Even though I knew my schedule was kind of full, I thought this was worth getting in. I so appreciated your showing up at the composer Q&A and asking and your enthusiasm for the entire series. It sounded like such a fascinating thing to have so many works, new works coming out into the world. I felt very honored to be a part of it. It was really great to actually connect with you in person, too. I mean, that makes a big difference for the commissioners to not have to work through a manager all the time. So that personal connection was very important. Yeah, I think that's kind of the thing I love about music, I have to admit, is really the relationships between me when I'm writing a piece for someone, getting to meet them. That's a real convincing argument right there because that means someone's enthusiastic enough that they turn up. It's a great thing, actually. It's a good sign for the commission. While composing your first opera, the resonance of the Great Smoky Mountains led you to choose Charles Fraser's Cold Mountain as the subject for your story. And you took some of the music from that opera, using it as the building block for this new composition. What were some of the specific challenges going from the opera, a work that has words, to the string quartet work, which is wordless? This is a really good question. It was one of the things that I kind of relished about the idea of doing this because it's something I've noticed about visual artists. They have a tendency to study certain objects that they paint over and over. They look at it in different light. Sometimes it's different seasons, what that object may be. I think probably the best example of this might be Monet's paintings of cathedrals. I became aware of his paintings of cathedrals after my orchestra work, Blue Cathedral, premiered because people said, have you ever seen Monet's painting of basically a cathedral that was in kind of a bluish light? And then they showed me the entire series. And I thought, wow, it's an interesting idea for an artist. And then I thought, do we have an equivalent of that procedure or that process for music composition? And I realized we didn't have anything like that. And I thought, well, what 
would that be like? Because that's a very different way to approach composing. And when you have something like an opera, and my opera has a lot of lines, the characters, you follow the story, which part of it is the story makes the opera itself interesting because you're following the development of the characters. If you move the music over to a purely instrumental format, you no longer have sung words and you don't have the through line of a story. You don't have the drama to pull you through. So that made me reconsider basically what a string quartet does. I had to really step back and think, what makes a piece of music work? What makes it communicate? And how can I take the emotion and some of the chord progressions and some of the lines from the opera and reconfigure them in a manner that is convincing enough that it's an engaging musical experience? That also means an opera that is like two and a half hours long, you have to be specific about picking music that you think would work for the quartet and then figuring out, because I write such complex lines, I may have 16 lines going simultaneously in an opera. It may be the singer, but you may have 15 other people doing different lines. How do you transfer that into a string quartet format? What do you remove? What do you leave in? So it's very much like doing another painting, but changing enough because the lighting is so different, the imagery is so different, even the emotion for that matter, picking out the specific things that you think would work. And in truth, you have to actually compose a lot of new music to make it work because you're going from basically section to section that would be like going from scene to scene, except you don't have the entire explanation of what's happening in the storyline. So it really stretches you as an artist it was surprising how hard it actually was because when you live with an opera, you're writing it for 28 months and you go off through a two-month period of rehearsals and then you go through all the performances. Then you do that with two other opera companies. The music has a tendency to basically become concrete in your imagination. <laughs> so it's like set there and it really is like a big marble statue. To be able to figure out how to chisel away into another art form and figure out how to make it work for that art form, oh, it was an amazing compositional challenge. It's actually one of the most spectacular things I've ever done to kind of stretch my brain. I wasn't sure it was going to work. I thought it might work. I couldn't quite tell. But the minute I heard even the first MP3, I was like, oh, I think this works. What a great way to stretch as an artist. Jennifer Higdon, Matthew Dietrich, thank you very much for coming on the podcast to discuss In the Shadow of the Mountain from the Apollo Chamber Players' new album, Moonstrike. Thank you so much, Max and Jennifer. Yes, thank you both.